From the food we eat, the air we breathe, the land we dwell, to the health of our body and mind, and the well-being of all things in the universe. Unlock the science with Chula Radio Plus. Greta Thunberg, with her global climate strike movement. Emma Gonzalez, with her March for Our Lives protest in Washington, D.C., United States, to demand stricter gun control. Amika George, with her free periods campaign to eliminate difficulties related to menstruation in the United Kingdom. Tate Ford, with his leading role in protests against the current political establishment in Thailand, to name but a few. Greta Thunberg is now only 18 years old, while the others' names are in their early 20s. But they are all already leading activists in their respective courses. Recent years have seen a rise in activities and campaigns calling for a fairer and safer society that are led by no grown-up political figures or established celebrities, but rather by unknown high school or college students. And it looked like this is a global phenomenon. Hello, I'm Lawan Girasuladeh, and this is Unlock the Science. More and more young people are nowadays striving to make their voices heard by adults. Their demand is clear. They want to play a more active role in solving problems that affect them and their society, which is contrast to the past, when dealing with social, economic, or political issues is mostly left in the hands of the adults. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has once said, and I quote, Young people tend to have a fantastic impact in public opinion around the world. Young people, as defined by the United Nations for statistical purposes, are those who are aged 15 to 24 and who accounted for one in six of the global population in 2020. Compared to previous generations, a larger proportion of current young people are advocates for social changes. A survey of more than 10,000 American citizens of various age groups in 2018 by Pew Research Center, which is based in Washington, D.C., found that when it comes to issues like climate change, it is more likely for young people to admit that human is the cause. In the survey, over half of young people link global warming to human activities, compared to fewer than half for people in their late 30s to early 50s, or the so-called Generation X. For older people who are in their early 50s to early 70s, or the so-called boomers, the link of global warming to human activities was even slightly less clear to them. Despite a lack of financial resources and expertise, young people have managed to bring about significant changes related to social, economic, or political causes that they are fighting for. For instance, Greta Thunberg, the internationally known environmental activist, initiated the largest climate demonstration in human history in September 2019 
when she encouraged 4 million people around the world to join the climate strike movement. The global movement, led by this high school Swedish girl, became widely recognized, and pressure to reduce emissions of greenhouse gases that exacerbate global warming has surged across the world, with President Joe Biden now reigning over the White House. Reduction of greenhouse gas emissions has become a top global agenda again. The United States, in leading the world's largest economies and emitters, will halve its emissions from its 2005 level by the end of 2030. This was what President Biden told a World Leaders Summit on Climate in April 2021, according to a White House statement published on its website. Other major industrialized countries also made commitment of heavy cut in the virtual summit called by President Biden himself. However, in spite of great potential and enthusiasm of young people, there are not many adults who actually acknowledge their positive energy. In 2015, the United Nations reported that this lack of acknowledgement was due to adults' beliefs that young people were inexperienced and short on resources and that they tend to challenge established institutions. Unlock the Science reporter Ha Wang Meng talked to Associate Professor Dr. Siripan Nokson Sawadi, Head of Department of Government, Faculty of Political Science at Jula-Longkorn University about the rising role of young people in global affairs. Dr. Silipan, why are there more activities and campaigns by young people nowadays globally than in the past? Well, if I can pick only one factor contributing to the rise of the youth activists and campaigns around the world, uh, it must be the emergence and evolution of social media platforms. In my will, social media serve three functions. First, um, they, social media, uh, particularly Facebook and Twitter, have enabled people to coordinate and collaborate. They facilitate the exchange of information. And the second function of social media is that they have exposed unacceptable levels of corruption, misconducts, and ineffectiveness of um, the government. This has been the ground for many protests around the world. And third, uh, social media allow wave of protest movements to travel across national borders. What happens in one country or one place become an inspiration to the activists in other places. In other words, the activists stimulate, motivate, and learn from each other. Apart from the current political activism, can you share with me and our audience about other outstanding activities organized by young Thai people? Uh, besides the activities against um, the current government, we have learned some activities uh, demanding for LGBT movement, demanding for uh, the protection of environment. Uh, from my knowledge, I, I saw that LGBT movement rose uh, in parallel with political activists against uh, the government. 
So I see there's like a collaboration. There are um, motivation to each other. As an adult and an academic yourself, what is your viewpoint of the positive energy that young people possess? Uh, it's great that young people have risen to the challenge by speaking up on behalf of the future generation. For me, they've they've put their energy at the right place already, and and I also like to mention that um, this. Activities and campaigns, not only in Thailand but across the world, have culminated in significant changes that I would like to mention. Uh, for example, in in Chile, it started with a group of high school, but it incrementally gained the support from the wider public, and eventually led to the amendment to the constitution that long installed by the military. This is one kind of example that the young generation, the youth movement, have put their energy into the right place, and the result is beautiful. And how should young people make better use of their positive energy? Well, the drawback of their energy might be that they tend to to want the results sometimes too quickly, too fast. I think they might want to uh, exercise their energy on spreading more information to different sectors of society to broaden their support. Yeah, changes require questioning the status quo, and Thai activists tend to be criticized for their challenging attitude towards the traditional establishments in the country. So, what do you think about this? And is there any way for change to occur without challenging traditional institutions? Um, this is a very critical question that I don't have a conclusive and convincing answer. Um, so I'm not the one who can say which is right, which is wrong. But my personal opinion is the young generation don't have to tear down structures built by past generations and rebuild everything all at once. If the systems collapse, it might be used as a justification for another unwanted coup d'état. So we have to be uh, be careful on on voicing our our demands. So what is really needed in my personal will is a dialogue that would bring about a reconciliation and um, what I call a generational glue. A glue to connect between and among the generational groupings. So that would be my answer to this uh, kind of sensitive and critical question. How do you think that kind of dialogue can be conducted, considering um, the contradictory viewpoints of young people and the established institutions? Yeah, this is a very good follow-up question. Uh, I think we can begin with inviting. The two sides with different viewpoints to exchange ideas in a constructive manner. I saw that some of um, television program have done that, uh, but I mean there can be more. There can be more. We can set up a safer environment to exchange our idea. And when I'm talking about um, a dialogue and a safe idea, I think uh, the government should be the one who render their hands and 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 help 
setting up this kind of environment. As youth activism rises in scale, what would be your advice for young people in Thailand who want to become activists? Um, the road is long and daunting for these young voices um, who want a better Thailand. More energy of the youth should be put on spreading, illuminating information to the wider society, constructing alliances and bridging the great divide of inequality among the youth themselves. Um, my personal research shows that there's a lot of differences, a wide gap among the youth who are privileged enough to study in um, privileged high school. They have better quality of education. So they have more energy, more free time, more knowledge to launch their campaigns and voice their demands. But if you look at the majority of uh, the young generations in Thailand, in underprivileged school, uh, they don't have that opportunities just yet or equal opportunities. So I think it's a good time for, for the youth to try to reach this great divide of inequality among themselves. And at the mm-hmm. same time, listen and pay attention more to different voices, uh, not only to the young generations of yourself, but to older age groups perhaps from um, different segments of society. Uh, so this would be, uh, would be best if you let the older generation know what Thailand of the future should look like, a better Thailand in your mind would look like. So you can share your visions, your imagination uh, to the people around you. We will take a short break now. You are listening to Unlock the Science on Chula Radio Plus. Apart from protests and campaigns, young people can also make their voice heard through youth forums held by local or international organizations, universities, or government agencies. This forum could come in the form of conference or summits, where young people can meet, discuss, and share experience with academics, authorities, or older activists on the issues that interest them. One prime example of student-led forums is a youth conference known as Young ASEAN Leaders Policy Initiative, which is organized annually by undergraduates at Jualongkorn University in Bangkok, Thailand. The forum was established in 2016 and the first meeting was organized in the following year. After its first successful conference, the forum started to welcome college students, both in and outside ASEAN countries, since 2018. At the end of each conference, this youth forum will seek to propose policy recommendations or project ideas, which are open to be adopted by state or private organizations. For instance, after its conference in February 2021, which focused on worsening inequality amid the COVID-19 pandemic, three projects proposed by participants of this youth forum have been adopted by three private and government organizations in Thailand. These three projects aim to tackle the issue of inequality being faced by needed students, migrants, 
and female workers. Unlock the Sun reporter Ha Wang Meng talked to Atima Sompok, president of Young ASEAN Leader Policy Initiative 2021, or Yao P, to learn more about the role of this forum. Atima is a fourth-year student of Faculty of Political Science, Jilalongkorn University. Her major is in international relations. As the president of a youth forum in ASEAN, what challenges do you think young people in Thailand and other ASEAN countries are facing? I think that um, youth in ASEAN and also in Thailand, we still lack um, space for um, putting our own ideas in or even being listened to from the older generations. And as you can see, people are always talking about youth empowerment. You know, we always tell youth have to one day become a leader, but then but then we don't have places for youth to actually practice being a leader or even understand how um, leading would be or how to put initiative and what can be done and what cannot be done in uh, in a practical sense. And that's why I think that's where Yelpi came in, you know, that's why I, um, I work with this forum because I think Yelpi really does create a platform where youth can actually um, talk and discuss and bring in their perspective into policy recommendations, into tackling social issues that they see in their society and they want to take part in. Your forum adopted three projects in 2021. Uh, could you tell me a bit about these uh, projects? And is there any particular project among these three that stands out more importantly than the others? Okay, so this year, Yelpi has three big project initiatives from three sub-themes. From the first sub-theme, the underprivileged youth, we have the underprivileged youth be the delegator from Cambodia, who is the winning um, group, and they have they have offered this You Matter project. And this project is about detecting and caring for youth who have experienced um, mental health problems due to online schooling. And for the second um, project, it's from the sub-theme of Human Workforce. And for this sub-theme, is, it's the For Her project from the delegates from Thailand. So basically, this project proposed to have an, an inclusive approach of tackling domestic violence due to the lockdown. Because when you lock down, humans have to share their space with their abusive partners. So they have this inclusive approach to not only just raising awareness, but also detecting and helping them out to a safer space and also um, help them with legal process. And for the last group is from the Philippines and they're from the sub-team of migrant workers. And so um, this group deal with making sure that the information, for example, like health information and also like job-seeking information, you know, from MWT, which is our partner, to be reached out to the migrant workers. That is easy to understand from like videos or languages that cover every uh, migrant workers in this, in this country. And from all these three projects, I don't, I personally don't think that there's like one particular project that would stand out more than others because as you can see from these three projects, they are not only different in target groups, but also there are different aspects of the problem. In 2021, your forum took place online for the very first time because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So what are the new challenges that you have to deal with in this atmosphere of a virtual conference? 
Okay, so one of the most important problems is the blur, the blurred line of the time, the conference time table. Um, to explain on this point, it is that we divided the an online platform into three weekends, which means it's been three weeks of working with with Yaobi, and it's it's hard to see when is the conference ends. Like in the weekend, it's the platform, but then during the week, is that also the time you have to work with delegates? Or does the delegates have to work during that time too? It's it's full of questions, and so it's it's really hard to exactly pinpoint on which which part we had stopped with the conference and then presume with our studying. Well, for the second one, is you can see that the bird line of the timetable and stuff it make both the staff and the delegates drained because they they start to feel like it's too exhausting and overwhelming of having too uh, many days and involving with Yalfi. And I, and I think that's one of the most challenging aspects of virtual conference. And the last one is that, um, you know, one of the most important core objective of Yalfi is to create youth network. And with online nature, we, it's really hard to make the delegates um, know each other across the groups, so they can. So from virtual online conference, they only know the teammates, but they don't know who are those groups that they are working with, like in the same forums. And I think that that's a really um, un- unavoidable aspect of virtual conference. Do you think youth engagement forums would be better off organizing online to save costs? Why or why not? So if we are talking about the aspect of saving costs, well, I can assure you that online platform is, is it's actually cheaper than the face-to-face for sure because you don't have to pay for the food. You don't have to pay for accommodations. Of course, you can save a lot of costs. However, given that um, youth forums in general, I would say they have the objective of you know creating youth network where people get to really know each other and work together, I would say that... Um, it's, it's really hard to do that in an online platform. And especially for Yelpi, because given the Yelpi nature, not only for the creating the network, but also um, for having a really um, hard work discussion. And also that requires a lot of teamwork. So that's why face-to-face forum would you know, answer this particular objective of, of Yelpi's more. Is there any plan to expand or revise the role or activities of your youth forum in the near future? So I think that um, for, for next year and years after, I think that Yelpi would continue to try to be the bridge between the older generation and youth generation. That's something we would continue. And I think that's going to become part parts of our identity. And um, I think what they would try to try to uh, adapt for the next year is that they would find a more interesting theme that are really being focused on each year. I think that's what Yelpi tried to involve every year, like since its start of 2017. And I think they would continue one work that haven't been done in this year is that they would try to find NGOs or um, other organizations based on international or, or regional more than only Thailand-based NGOs. Because um, as you can see, and Thailand-based NGOs, they would only do work to projects in Thailand, but we we try to contact uh, attract participants from ASEAN, like from the whole region or even the world. So I think next year Yelpi would try to grow 
with each step of trying to find new NGOs would, that would answer more to these kind of aspects. In 2015, the United Nations wrote that for more than two decades, research, policy, and practice around the globe have paid their attention to the emerging trend of youth participation in addressing social, economic, and political issues. This trend not only helps to boost progress in solving pending issues, but also facilitate young people's development. It further promotes the fact that this segment of the population does have a right to voice their opinion on issues concerning their society. However, the energy and enthusiasms of young people would be better made use of if they received the understanding and support from the grown-ups. Unlock the Science would like to thank Associate Professor Dr. Siripan Nokson Sawaddi and Artima Sompo, both from Faculty of Political Science, Jhulalongkorn University, for their participation. I hope you enjoy our program. You can listen to Unlock the Science on Jhulal Radio Plus at FM 101.5 every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. You can also listen and follow us on our website, curadio.jula.ac.th, and our Facebook page. Our program is also available at podcast. See you again next Saturday. Have a nice day. Unlock the Science is edited and produced by Simfa Tunsorawut with Lawan Jirasurade as the program host and co-producer. <laughs>